Podcast that talks to different people from around the world about their unique beliefs, ideas, and worldviews. And I hope that in this little way, we can create a better world amidst our differences. Okay, welcome to the Elmo Ador Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo Ador Jr., your host, and I have. Dalton Serdinsky. He is 30 years old. He lives in per Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he studied technology information and switched to business man management. And uh, I can say that uh, he, I this guy has, knows a lot about philosophy. He has been studying it for four years, and um, I want to uh, talk to, to him about life and a lot of questions that I think a lot of people would be interested in how he would answer it personally. So, um, Dalton, can I can you introduce yourself and then answer this question? What do you think is the meaning of life? Oh, for me to answer that question, the meaning of life. Well, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I'll give a quick uh, answer. It's forty-two. <laughs> Uh, if you, anyone out there knows that uh, reference. <laughs> okay, so um, can you explain that reference for, for those who don't understand? Um, hold on. Let me turn that off. Perfect. Uh, the reference 42 comes from the, 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 the Universal Guide to the Galaxy, and that reference, that number uh, has been scientifically found to be the number that correlates with Earth itself. So I think it's 42 or 43. Can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, basically uh, we are uh, a part of the the world and uh, that or the you know this earth so to speak, um, and that kind of correlates that we are in harmony with uh, if we're in harmony with its nature, we're in harmony with the world. We are one with life, and life becomes you know more easier to manage if you're not trying to manipulate it into something else, something different. Um, but I would say that finding that answer could just be too bland, too empty for some characters, and I think it has to be figured out from one's own perspective to really have any grandeur or any kind of uh, uh, finesse or beauty to it, so to speak, because. Uh, Um, it, thinking or talking too much about it, it you lose its grant. It loses its like its roots. So forty two is just the simple answer. But um, the big answer I would say is just uh, loving the life that you have on this world and just like uh, you know moving with it, like flowing with the river, so to speak. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. But um, a lot of uh, hard nihilists would uh, barely disagree with you because. What you say? What you just said, like love life, getting in the flow of the river, uh, those are basically social constructs, and you just made that up. But that doesn't mean that that is the, the a meaning that you created. It doesn't exist, and you cannot like you cannot live according to something that doesn't exist, and you just made up. And that's that's true too. There's no labels. There's no real way to uh, really uh, describe what is and what isn't. Um, the, the, the truth of it all, like nihilists do have a kind of a good uh, perspective of it. Those who talk don't know, and those who uh, don't talk know. And uh, there's really no answer, uh, right answer to it, because uh, if, if it comes down to trying to describe a question, you're just going to have me just sitting here just silently meditating with you in spirit, basically. And uh, we would get nowhere. But uh, just to kind of have the, the fun of just the podcast itself, I I'll throw out an answer out there and just see what comes back at me. You know, I like the I like to see what uh, you have in mind for me as well. I enjoy it. So uh, I'm I'm getting a vibe where um, you're sort of accepting the irrationality of everything. Yeah. Okay. That there there's no meaning to anything. Fine. I'll make something up. But so what if I I follow something that I made up? Like. There is no meaning. I I just I I'm just living life according to its own meaninglessness. Is that is that you're you're trying to uh, give? Hmm. I want to say that I think uh, you just have to make your own decision on what is and what it isn't, and uh, just flow with it. I think uh, the storyline is based off the character itself. 
egotistically uh, uh, me just talking about life and saying this is this and this is that is going to be wrong, uh, of course. But the thing is, is to, you know, make it beautiful in your own mind. And my mind likes to paint a portrait, like a, like a nice, like a sunset over the beach or a horizon and, or seeing like, you know, painting a picture of romance and love and connecting with one another in one way or form. Um, it, it, it's just, you know, how you want to uh, cast your light into it. And it's fine if it's wrong and it's fine if it's not. It's just, I think really comes down to dealer's choice. And if nihilists want to be nihilists, that's great. If you know you want to be an atheist, be an atheist. That's great. I think everyone serves a purpose in one way or form, and we learn off of each other in one way or another. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I completely uh, see your point. But um, then I guess it, if it would be it, uh, whatever you believe, whatever your world is, it's it is a dealer's choice. But then. A lot of dealers would say oh, there's an urgency towards uh, being in the right choice, right? For example, you uh, a lot of Christians would say, "Oh, we're right," and if you if you're not following what what we believe, you're gonna go to something that you're gonna regret. Uh, same with Islam, same with others. And so, how 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 the, how would you react to this urgency or this danger that they're they're sharing with you? I honestly, I've had a family that's been in the Christian background and uh, I, I'm open for myself. I'm like uh, agnostic or just uh, I'm open to everything or ominous. I can't remember the word. But when it comes to like that urgency, hey, you need to believe in this, believe in this now. It's like, uh, hey, I'm, I want you to get in this taxi ride with me. You need to get in this taxi because it's a good taxi driver. That's fine and dandy, but, you know, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm not ready to go and uh, accept what you're saying is uh, the time or place. You know, life has me here for a reason and it doesn't have to be uh, constructed to one way or another. And uh I, I do I do get it that, you know, oh, you'll be damned for eternal. Okay, so what? That's my choice. That's my burden to bear. It's not someone else's uh, choice to grab my hand and say, hey, come over here to Islam because Allah sees you doing that over there and he's not accepting that. Okay, well, I'll have a nice day, Allah. Have a nice day, friend, and uh, I'll be over here suffering my own way. Or, you know, with the Christianity aspect, you know, a lot of family like you're – you need to be saved. You need to you need to be committed. You need to be committed to this uh, philosophy or uh, this religion. And it's like, uh, you know, thank you, but you know, I, I will I'll get there when my body and my mind tell me to go there. You know, like I have to mentally uh, somehow accept that. But it's for me, I just see it as therapy. Like I look at religion and you know that urgency. It's just therapy, and that fear kind of gives them that drive that they are doing something with their life like oh hey i got i got it i got it guys just just join me now let's just get on this bandwagon and we'll all be saved okay great you know have fun you know it's it's just like uh you said like uh with uh existence people make existence people made anxiety but really when you were born were there was there like a guideline that said hey you need to follow this construct you need to follow these rules no i i believe that uh with my experience and my story, I, I felt more against following people and I felt like I needed to go my own way to express my own self, you know, and uh, that's where I come to that point where you said, should I follow their urgency? No. You know, when someone says, hey, get out of the get out of the rain, it's it could lightning could strike you. Yeah, but if it doesn't strike me and I'm in the rain and I'm taking a shower, I just got a free bath, you know, but some people will be like, oh, you could get shocked. Well, did I get shocked? No, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like that, uh, that, that since you said earlier, if, if everything's fabricated, then you're only, you, you're only doomed to what you fear. You're doomed to what you imagine. And I, I think that when people take those philosophies and religions too far, they get lost and they start uh, panicking and they start leaving. Like this is it. This is when we all go. And I think uh, they. I think like uh, religion's taken too far out of context sometimes, and I feel like that's where people panic is when they read too into things. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, 
I guess uh, contrary to what you said that uh, there you were born with a guideline, I, I would say that a lot of Christians say that, oh, the Bible is the guideline and you have to uh, uh, interpret it in your in a, in a way that is right and according to how we believe, right? And so um, that would be a guideline for a lot of people. And how would you look at that? If it's if it's the baseline for how humans should act, then we would all be perfect. That they wouldn't need to be a Bible. Everyone would be following it. Everyone would be in harmony. Everyone would be at some sort of peace, so to speak. But there is a, a disconnect. There is people who uh, don't believe in it. There's nihilists. There's people who are atheists. There's people who are different styles of religion. Why is, if the Bible's the one true manual to life, why isn't it accepted all over? And of course, oh, let's convert, like, uh, when I looked at statistics, I think it's a big margin of 20%, 40%. And I don't do numbers either, because numbers are always iffy on uh, who's on what end and what scale. But I think, like, it, it doesn't even matter if the whole scale was 100 I still think a person should have their free their mind and just figure out what that is to themselves. What what religion relates to you is more important than following what a person say is true. Um, I had a lady uh, for fun. Uh, I was moving, and a lady who was a Mormon came up and said, oh, you guys are moving. It looks like you're almost done. I wish I could help. And she rolls up her sleeve, and I said, no, 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 no we got this. You don't have to do anything. And she was blessing us and all this kind of stuff. And then I said, you know, I'm just so thankful Satan was here to be able to help me pick up the couch and get it into this truck. And, you know, she was in shock. And I, I didn't really, you know, really worry about it. But like, you know, it really uh, like ruffled her britches. And she was just like, okay, you, do you want us to help with anything else? You, you good? I'll be fine. Satan will be fine. My brother will be fine. We're all Gucci. And uh, she walked away. And then down the road, after she talked to another house, she started crying out in the middle of the road. And I was just like, oh, man, you know something really bad must have happened. But I think also messing with people's minds and not, uh, you know, being more free. I think some people uh, uh, sort of, you know, are too held on to an idea and it, it hurts them in some way or form, if that makes sense. So I don't, I don't really hold on to like guidelines of a Bible. So, oh, one other thing. I need to breathe. One other thing with the Bible. There is a chapter in there that I looked into when I was doing Bible study in Wyoming in 2013. And the Bible says, if you are a good man, you don't need the Bible. You don't, it's not there for people who know God, who know good and are good with life itself. It's there for those who are misguided, who are hurting or who are, uh, feeling damned or forsaken. And these guidelines help them get back to a, a, a natural connection with life and God, so to speak. So I took that to heart that do you really need guidelines to live, as you say? Like we're just making things up right now and I'm fabricating things, as you say. Then, you know, really, uh, what? who is to say what is true and what's not, you know? Sorry for rambling so much. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I like it more if you keep talk, ju just keep talking, you know. But um, and um, that uh, in in how you interpreted the uh, the first um, well, I guess that um, uh, a lot of Christians would interpret it differently. But I I completely agree that the Bible, um, is is a book that uh, edifies. It helps people improve. And it's there for those who need it. But um, then I guess there, there are also uh, a lot of counter-arguments to its validity and its reliability. But okay, uh, let's, let's move away from the Bible. And um, let's, let's talk about um, how would you define what is right or wrong? How would you oh, that's a good question. Uh, it, it comes down to an old saying that was said to me and it resonated really well. Uh, what is a good man but a bad man's teacher? But what is a bad man but a good man's job? 
I think good or bad is just a description of left or right. And left or right is can't be defined without having the right or left. If you say up and down, it can't be up unless there is a down. Um, good and evil, uh, so to speak, or good and bad or bad intentions, um, I think come from, you know, pain, suffering, anger, hatred, uh, from, I guess, if you want to put Bible terms, sins. Uh, but to me, technically, it's just to describe one person doing one way and one person doing another. There, it's a you know, a, a good man can live a long life doing good and be revered, great, and a bad man can live fast and have all his desires met and be you know full of evil or be you know all this cruel and die early. That's fine too, or whichever. Or it could be vice versa. Really, the, the good and evil just comes by your your intentions, how you're feeling. If I'm feeling like just anger and hatred and mad and dark, I'm, I'm going to do evil shit. But if I am, you know, feeling like if I have a sense of like peace, compassion, love and patience and uh, simplicity and I feel harmonized, I'm going to do good. It, it, but that still, again fabricated does not make it truth so therefore what is good and evil it's just a, a description to define something that you know is something that's how should i say less traveled a road less traveled uh the better route is to go with the flow of life go with good go with the harmony and flow of things instead of trying to bridge off things and make it difficult for yourself and others um, but then again, uh, how I see good and evil, it, it's just a construct. It's, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to make these mistakes. You're going to make good choices. And you're going to make bad choices. And those choices are going to reflect on what you want in your life. And if you want bad choices, go for it. That's what your mind is set to. That's your business. If I'm set to doing good for now, it, it can change. Then I'm gonna let that flow until you know I come to an impasse. And if I have to switch, I switch. If I don't, I don't. The thing is, life will let you know when that good or bad is happening because how you feel and how you feel does not have a description. It doesn't have a label that says, "Hey, this is evil." No, it's just like, hey, this feeling saying I need to do this and I'm going to do it. And then you go and do it. And then someone will like, oh, that's bad. Well, okay, that's bad. Play the villain if you have to play the villain. If uh, people don't understand where you're coming from with good and they paint you as a villain, be the best villain you can for them. And uh, if they don't want your love, that's fine. Take it elsewhere. You know, uh, I, I, and I've floated around a lot of people who are hurting. I, I, I remember a, a time when I was in the psych ward with a uh, man who lost his wife and it was his soulmate. And he was such, just such a rugged character. Like he was just a tough guy. He rode motorcycles. He, he was just really fucking hardcore, excuse my language. And he just had this, this energy about him. And I went to him one day jokingly and said, I love you. And he says, you say that one more time, I'm going to rip your, your tongue out. And he was just not uh, cool with it. So I said, okay, and just walked away. And nothing bad happened because he's not mad at me. He's just suffering because of his wife being gone. And I don't take it as evil. Other people in the room were like, whoa, that's a flex or, whoa, that escalated. But to me, I was just like, he's just hurting. I don't, I don't need to mess with him. I don't need to say anything to him. Let him, let him vent, let him deal, let him cope, whatever he got to do because he's suffering. And uh, me being who I am, I just know to listen to the signal that, hey, don't press it. Don't keep saying I love you to a person that doesn't want it. And I went my own way, if that makes sense. So good and evil, it's just, it's just how you feel emotions, energy, things that uh, just tilt you one way or another, so to speak. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the fact that you recognize that what is good but is evil, it's just social constructs. Then... Uh, for example, if you uh, anyone would uh, look at a something that is good, for example, uh, it, it is not really good in inherently, but it's good 
when in their own abstract interpretation and, and with the factors of how they they were uh, taught social uh, about social constructions about what is good what is bad and so um uh, there is no innate or inherent good or beauty beauty in anything it's just how we as uh, biological beings interpret it right mm, i would agree that sounds pretty on point that sounds more of a, a technical or more scientific term, I so to speak. So I, I definitely agree with that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then if there is no inherent or innate good, then um, any logical action you would take to pursue any good would be uh, absolutely r- ridiculous, right? Because you know for a fact how things work de- mechanically and technically you know that um, you just love your family because uh, of evolution and social constructs or whatever and and knowing that everything is some sort of illusion you would uh, be in in a way enlightened and see that everything is meaningless and so you would actually in a logical way hold no value whatsoever for anything that is socially constructed am i right it's it's just something like that for sure like uh like i've been pushed to a point where i lost everything to my character so to speak and i was just losing my own self and once like all those kind of uh layers of fear kind of melted away after like facing death and facing like oh no i lost this i lost that not i lost these people i lost these friends i lost these family and after dealing with so many losses and losses Finally, I saw the bright side and was like, you know, can you really take anything with you to death? No, you can't. You can't. You can't carry your body to death. You can't carry your jewelries and items and artifacts. You can't carry your friends, your loved ones and families. Um, Basically, you are a vessel for the use of Earth itself. And in, in a way, it's just like you are you're alone a a body and a skeleton but at the end of it you go back to the universe you go back to you know uh the the great the in uh the philosophy of Taoism, you go back to the center you go back to the Tao itself and um I, that's how i kind of like hope with it i would say that's my 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 therapy so to speak um, but yeah, it, the, the construct of family, uh, you don't have to love them. And uh, I mean, I'm saying I do love my family, but you guess what? Family can be very difficult. Family can be very evil. Family can be manipulative, abusive, and uh, can, you know, be really toxic to your character and to your path. So what do you do about that? You have to either let that rule you or let it go. And depending on the person and its character or storyline, and I'm saying storyline as a metaphor to someone's life, you got to choose what's, what's, what's important to you. And yeah, what- but um, what I meant was that even with a, a really loving family and community, and uh, when you uh, dig in deep into the facts, you understand that there is actually no you. There is actually no... no no connection that uh, is actually should uh, uh, cause you to to uh, show any love or be actually be actually good when you look at the facts, right? And so I, I guess that uh, how I, I love how you put it that um, you're using Taoism as a way to cope it because uh, you have in some way an invisible connection with the universe and that um, and that your your consciousness is a gift, but that uh, I guess that you're using social constructs to cope with, with the fact that social constructs don't have meaning at all, right? Is, uh, am I well, wrong? I would say I wouldn't say you're wrong, but I would say that good does actually promote good growth. Uh, so I would say, in one small aspect, a character who follows me around and says. Dalton, you're really good at this video game. Can I follow you and just talk to you? Of course you can. And every time we would play in the beginning, let's say the first first couple matches, 
Dalton, I'm really holding you back and I'm sucking. I'm sorry. And I would tell him, don't beat yourself up like that. You're a good conversation. And I always need a companion there just to come and watch me do what I do. And maybe one day you'll get there. 15, 30, maybe 60 matches in. Dalton, I'm still sucking at this game and I'm not doing well. I wish I was better. Just keep practicing, keep practicing like a peon becoming a sword master. You have to take 1,000 strikes to become that master. And when you get there, you will see. Then we play for six days in game time. And he spent about 400 to 36 matches in. Dalton, I am able to take out swarms of people. I'm able to take out squads of characters. I'm able now to believe in myself. And, uh, and now I just sit back and I sit like in a lawn chair just hanging out. And he does all the work. And uh, he's like, man, I feel really great. I, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. And uh, now I have people following me. And uh, he says, thank you. And I say, no, you did it yourself, man. I, I was just there and you were just there to follow me. That's all it was. And that person now takes what I've done. And now he has people following him. And then that kind of creates a cycle of harmony that, you know, hey, now he didn't believe in himself. Now he has enough belief that people want to believe in him as well. And that's speak. Now that's a ripple effect. It doesn't matter that I did that. And I could have told him just to, you know, go off and do your own thing. I could have, you know, wanted not to do anything at all. I could have just set fire to everything and just laughed at the world burning. I could have, but I don't. And the thing with my person or character, uh, I see myself mostly just like a tree. I just sit, I meditate, I listen, and I reflect back what was given to me. And those masters, those Zen masters, those grandmasters, those teachers, those people who shared their knowledge when I was suffering, I reflect it back and it ripples from their uh, personal experiences. And I take those experiences and as I'm walking through life, someone will go, Dalton, you know, I'm scared to go out at night. Can you walk me to my car? Sure. And it means nothing to me to walk her to her car. It means nothing, you know, that she's scared. But walking to her car, she says, thanks, man. It's really good to have people who are out there wanting to help people. And it makes me feel more safe that you were here to make sure I was safe. No problem. No skin off my back. And I just go off and walk into the darkness like it's no freaking problem. Or say another situation where I went uh, feeling I was feeling bad. Like I got some weight under my belly. And uh, I was at the pool just doing some laps. Some kids were inspired by my tenacity to swim back and forth 12 laps. They decided to go in the deep end. Guess what? They started drowning because she was trying to carry her brother. And now they're in a life or death situation. And I don't know what to do. Their family don't know how to swim. And there's nine of them. They're, they're foreign. I don't even know who they are. They're in my pool. I don't even know why they're there. But the aspect of me needing to act or not act is fine. But when I looked at them and said, hey, you want me to do something about this? They screamed all, yes, please save my child, save them. And I said, okay, took off my glasses, took off my ear, like I wear like hearing plugs, took them out, went over to that side. The woman is, or the girl who was really small was drowning. She's floating to the bottom like a little buoy. It's like, ooh, and I can see that because I, I had my eyes open and everything. Did it matter if I did or it was successful or not? Probably in the grand scheme of uh, things, no. But what I did was, is I picked up the bodies with my, my skill, my muscle, and I said underwater because I couldn't, I couldn't breathe and hold them. So I held my breath underwater for about a minute to minute and a half, and I held them to the side while they got picked up. And then the father jumped in before I even saved him in panic, and he jumped over, and now he's on my shoulders, and he's on top of me, almost causing me to drown. But I didn't panic because I also been practicing holding my breath underwater and I pushed him up. And, you know, the funny thing, too, is I was thinking, is it gay to touch a man's ass? Like, is it is it weird if I touch his ass? No, I'll wait to touch his feet. Then I pushed his feet up and he got out. The kids started to breathe again after uh, CPR. And then the, the fire department came and, uh, you know, the kids were all taken care of. Good day. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. 
I'm not the person to ask that kind of question. I think like the world itself, so to speak, asks and I give. I don't really have to do that. I don't have to do anything at all. But in those kind of moments, uh, my energy tells me to act. My energy tells me to do. And I just do what like uh, my energy tells me to do. And, uh, and I use that kind of vaguely as we're talking that everything's fabricated, so to speak. I would use my life as a metaphor or how I, how I see things is I'm a dog chasing cars. I would chase cars for days and hours. And if I caught one, really, what would I do with it? I don't know. It's, it's not really, it's not really for me for to say, but when something calls to me to do something, I act. And if I don't act, it's fine. There's always someone else in line to be like, Hey, I'll do this or I'll do that. Does it, does it really uh, have to be anything? And that, and that even uh, comes to this podcast. Is this podcast really necessary for people? No, but it's entertainment and it's, it's exciting to, hear people's aspects and bring them to light for your area or for those people who watch you. And uh, that's, uh, I think that's the whole point. Uh, sometimes it's just good to have a reflection out there or have a ripple effect just to see what happens, consequences and actions, so to speak. Okay, so um, what, what I'm hearing from you, yeah, what I'm hearing from you, man, is that, as you say, you're just a dog chasing a car. And um, it seems that... Okay. Okay. Oh, it, it seems that you're, uh, as you said, you're like a dog chasing a car, and you just act out and you act in response to the energy or or what it, it in deep inside you calls to, and I, I think that you have a you you understand that those are simply uh, uh, characteristics to which you have evolved to, right? And that even. Yeah, even a dog chasing a car that uh, it's chasing something irrationally, but um, there are biological and uh, re- reasons to why it does it. And so I guess that um, for so it seems that you have a trust or you just have confidence in your own nature and you just do it. You just follow it and you do not question why it does that. Right. Is, is, that, is that the safe way? Yeah, I, I it's I listen to my intuition and try to listen to what my my conscious and subconscious are telling me by signals, signs, and um, it's really something you can't describe. Like uh, one big teacher told me that if I start trying to talk about it, it's like a finger pointing to the moon, but you can't see the moon because you're focused on the finger. So basically just speaking about it voids all constructs of the real truth and uh um deeply i I just feel that if i had to give it a a a metaphor or something that you know resonates with my character it's just i go with the feeling and as bruce lee said don't think about it just feel it and i i feel it like solely and i don't know if that's the right term and i don't know if it's a scientific term or the knowledge that everyone goes by because everyone has a different way of looking at things and uh i definitely agree man yeah and i i can see that um in some way you could call it that you you have faith in your own nature and that what it tells you is something that you should do and that's why you're doing it because it's it's you have faith in what your nature is telling you it's i i can see that it's some way similar to how for example people who experience supernatural experiences right they know that it might be unscientific or irrational but they still have faith and confidence that uh in their own understanding of it there's something that uh, uh, there is th- there's something it point it's that's pointing to it right yeah and and you're right that, that that it's it's not it's it's if you think about it or you talk about it it's it loses its its purpose and so that's why like um um yeah, just forget about the finger pointing at it and just say, just have faith that there is a moon out there. That, that, yeah, that's that we're saying. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I, I guess that it's a, it's a every human being uses faith every in some some way every day of their lives, right? And I think that if someone doesn't have faith, they would be so, sort of psychopathic, and they would just act. Uh, out of their own, out of 
their own. Well, I can't describe how psychopaths think, but still. I will say this. Hey, when I was in a psych ward, they labeled me as a psychopath. They labeled me as manic and uh, uh, just chaotic. And uh, um, there was reasons for that because uh, there were certain circumstances that came about that uh, um, they, for themselves, for their protection, were using uh, misinformation or uh, lying about certain things and then my body would pick up on it and then I would act against it because I'd be like you're not telling me the full truth are you but for them they're like well uh, you know just because they don't understand me they had to be cautious and play that kind of like scientific background and they have to play by their precautions because they don't understand where I'm coming from um uh, but like, uh, like uh, if you don't have faith in yourself, you have faith in others. And if you don't have faith in others, you have faith in God. It's just it goes. It's just a, a, a basis or a platform or just a ritual that keeps you kind of like steady. But it ultimately, uh, it comes back to just coming to your center, your 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 one self, your soul, or just what uh, what makes you want to do things, and that is your willpower. Uh, uh, you know, just the from your experiences. Like from, I had a a difficult childhood, but I also had a loving childhood. There was a lot of beautiful moments, beautiful things, but there was a lot of traumatic stuff happening as well. And I don't. I don't look at it now. I used to look at it now like, oh, I am damned forever and I'm always going to have to live with these kind of like sad thoughts and sad things. No. Once I learned to heal, once I learned to, you know, um, uh, de- like put like uh, put like words to emotions and then, you know, uh, understand why I was feeling this way, understand what I was going through, then it became easier to deal with. And then my body just started to heal itself. And then one came after another. And now I feel good. And it, do I feel good because I'm good? I don't know. I feel good because my body's telling me I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I have nothing in my mind holding me back from my own being. And that's where I feel center, clarity, uh, um, almost euphoric in a way that I'm not like held back from uh, my true self because of a past uh, experience or um, past kind of uh, regret, so to speak. I feel like I am making one with the world itself in a way. Um, so yeah, if that makes any sense to that. And um, yeah, and I, I think it, going back to the whole psychotic thing, you know, I, I think uh, some people do get detached in one way or form and it's, uh, it's hard to say what they're going through in, unless I'm uh, in that story, unless I am them, so to speak. So I can't speak for a psycho, uh, psycho, psychotic person. I think just some people get lost in either high mania or, high, uh, or low depression. And that emotion affects them in multiple ways, so to speak. Wait, yeah, I have a, an, a, an understanding of psychology, but um, um, you would, I, I think you, you won't agree with my definition. But I don't think there's actually any psychopaths, or there's, there's no, there's really no people with mental disorders. You know, for, for example, yeah, there, because. Because um, what we call normal or what is a normal human being is basically so- something we is a social construct. Because we ourselves are simply products of constant mutations that have been able to reproduce, right? And so we're not we're not really the normal. Uh, we're we yeah. That's why that's what evolution is, right? Mutations to mut- mutations, and um. In a way, uh, I would say that, for example, if you would describe people with mental disorder as uh, someone who was biologically damaged, then uh, I'm think I'm 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 uh, what for example, if you say that their behavior is psychopathic, I would respond to you that, for example, as you act uh, act because of what your energy or what is your your body is telling you, and that's what they're doing as well, right? And they're just following what their biology tells them, and we call that psychopathic because that doesn't fit the the line that we think is normal, right? Or the what we fathom is society's truth or society's way of things. And uh, 
I think people want order. People don't want that chaos of like man eat man, uh, a Highlander kind of aspect. And society was placed there to kind of like, <gasps> we got to make sure everyone's on the same page and everyone's here. But you know, it's, it, do you does uh, a human or a a deer or any kind of animal was born with a watch? No, they just know what to do instinctively and. Uh, uh, and uh, you're right to like uh, evolution. I think uh, more different perspectives. The more perspectives we gain as a character, the more doors that we see. And if we have more options to situations, then we have ultimately evolved in a way that we cannot, we don't construct ourselves into one narrow path. The more doors that are open to us, so to speak, perspective wise, there is an evolution that says, hey, this problem doesn't need to just be one side or the other. It's a whole dimension. So it's like not just a box, it's outside the box, so to speak. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm lost in it. And then you, we, we lose track of the main point. But I get what you're saying, too, is just it, it does. We, we do evolutionize. We do evolve uh, from learning from one another. And uh, for me, ultimately, I think uh, you, you brought out some truth here. Ultimately, my goal is is to create a better uh, a better me, a better self-awareness. Uh, uh, and, and if it comes in a, uh, let's say, evil form say a better enemy a better fighter to combat me good i i want to have a challenge i want to have a beautiful dance with someone that counters me and uh, i i i welcome that because that's what makes life exciting is not knowing what's out there to really i uh, know balance me out because if i'm doing all this good stuff there has to be another me out there doing a lot of bad stuff and uh, I'm okay with that because that person will come for me maybe, or maybe not. Maybe it's not even a person. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's something that I don't even know what it is. You know, maybe it's death. And uh, I, I really, I, I really like that, you know, there's mystery to the world that incites me. And that's like the darkness of, uh, uh, and Taoism is that, you know, you have all this light in the beginning. You have all this, you know, uh, you know, well-lit, luminous, uh, like you're just illuminating with energy and light. And then you take that and you go deep into darkness and then you see what comes from it. And sometimes you can get lost like a rabbit going down the rabbit hole or like a astronaut losing its tether to a spaceship. And then you're kind of floating out there and you lose touch with yourself. Cool. Sometimes you can bring yourself back somehow and then you get back and you go back to the center you can take that and, and play with it and change it to whatever you like. And uh, I think that's the beauty of life is that you can have many different flavors. Why don't we just have one universal flavor that everyone likes? Vanilla. No, some people like that blue raspberry bullshit or the watermelon. And watermelon, artificial flavor, it's not the same taste as watermelon, but gosh darn it, it does taste pretty darn good on an ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, I get what you're saying. That um, yeah, you're you're putting yourself in a position where uh, you can keep learning and you're continually questioning even yourself, your own position. And I guess that the pursuit of truth is the truth. You know that nobody really uh, currently has or is in the absolute truth, right? And nobody is nobody has the perfect knowledge, right? Yeah, that we know of. We don't know that there's someone that out there has the truth. And if they do have it, they probably don't want to say it. They probably don't want to talk about it. They, they, they'll uh, lock their doors. And I met, uh, I've been a part of a couple philosophy groups and there have some, been some wise, wise characters. And then when I try to pursue them, they immediately lock their door. They immediately shut up about it. They're like, no, go away. And I'm just like, that guy knows. That guy knows what's yeah, well, up. Well, they, well, someone who, who, who would keep that knowledge from the world would probably be have a knowledge that isn't the, the perfect one because I guess that if someone, if someone truly knows the, the, the perfect truth, I think they would definitely share it, right? And, and I think that they know that the world deserves to know the truth. But uh, yeah, I guess that, um, yeah, you, when we talk about you, that, um, uh, you recognize that you could be wrong and you could be right. 
and that's that's a, that's a good mentality, man. But and I I definitely yeah, mm -hmm. it's balance. And I, I would like to say too, when it comes to sharing, as you said, I, I think it goes back to the tree. The tree collectively collects light. And uh, a thing when it comes to a rainforest, I realized and learned from reading a book is that they don't try to fight each other. They try to work collectively to gain knowledge or not knowledge, but light to absorb and grow together. And when one tree succeeds, another tree succeeds. And they collectively are growing towards the light and embracing it and embodying it and letting it make them grow without, you know, question. And I see that as human beings, we are collectively working together to gain data, knowledge, and kind of work in our own way. But there is a lot of conflict. That's fine. I get it. And uh, it, I really uh, resonate with what you said. Like, if there is a truth and it's the, the right truth, it would come forward. And I think with time, with, you know, patience, it could come out. Probably not in my lifetime, probably not in the next hundred years. And I'm okay with that. You know, as long as I'm okay with my journey and I'm experiencing things and I'm learning about things and I, and I don't feel bad about my actions. And, you know, you can feel bad about your actions if you want to. But if I don't feel bad about it, you know, what 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 kind of uh, negativity am I going to have when I do leave? I'm going to be ready for it. I'm going to be like, you know what? It was a good ride. It's time to go. It's time to go. You know, and that I think, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I don't want to, I, I ramble a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but for example, if you describe yourself as a dog chasing a car, but then for example, you chased the car to the point that it brought you to a highway and it was a and you got hit by a big truck because you were you were not no you didn't know, but at, but at least that you're happy chasing the car, right? <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. That, okay. <laughs> yeah, the the driver's get the driver who hits me is gonna be like shit. Uh, the person who was watching in the river mirror is like, oh, no. And then, you know, the, the people who love me are going to be like, no, my dog, you know, and that's that's fine, you know. But the thing that I leave behind with the people who I love, I leave my residence of memory and what good I've done to them. You know, when, uh, you know, I changed their life in some way by being there for them. And uh, uh, when I was going through my like, you know, madness and uh, thinking I was dying. People come to me as like Dalton. We want you here. We whatever we got to do to keep you alive, man. We're here for you. And uh, people would come all around because that that means that I resonated in some way or some form that they just want to keep growing around me and growing around my energy, and that's fine. And but and also when it comes to like you know seeing that happen on the highway uh, or like say the dog dies on the highway, I'm the dog. You know, people seeing that, they're like, man, I'm not going to chase a car on the highway. That was dumb, <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, that is, and that's fine. We're learning from each other. And it's okay if I make mistakes and fall because uh, then someone can learn from me and do better from my experiences so they can yeah, watch but what's out. Funny, but know, what, what's I, funny is a, a Christian would remember you as, uh, as that you didn't die being on the highway. You just kept suffering, and you were alive, but you just kept suffering for all eternity. You know, that's how the Christian would remember mm -hmm. you. And uh, but uh, the mm -hmm. fact, that's yeah, how they but the would fact is, me, the fact is, we never really know if, if you got hit on the highway or or you just didn't exist. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's a metaphor for life. You know, and um. Is, uh, I want to ask you one last question, bro, because it's been great talking to you. Sure. And that, uh, and of course, you too, man. I really like your voice too. You really got a very good podcast kind of a voice there. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, I man. Um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, for example, being just a happy dog chasing a car and and just being yourself, you know, and just following your energy. How would you, as an individual? do good or make a good difference in the world mm, that's a good question i uh i would say it it, it does definitely come down to individual like no one can be me no one can be dalton sardinsky you could definitely try and put like a cape on me and call me a superman and then have the idolization of superman no 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 it, it wouldn't matter i think it, it's just 
have people that inspire you what speaks to you you know like some people uh even uh people who are lost you know they would uh, tell me they revere serial killers like the columbine or uh the unabomber or something you know dark you know let the world inspire you and let the world speak to you in a manner and and whatever it tells you let it let that energy guide you to what makes you happy and that happiness is not for me to bestow on a person or say hey you need to go that way brother or you're going the wrong way and no if they want to go the wrong way i'm gonna laugh if they're falling their asses off or whatever comes to them you know i'm gonna be like ha, that's great brother you have fun and, you know, I'm going to keep going my way because that's just me. That's who I am. That's what uh, keeps me going. So if, it, if I had to say something that would make you good, listen to those mentors. Listen to those people who teach you things. Listen to those people you love. If you can, you, if you can love them, you can definitely love yourself. And a big thing that really helped me, and it took me 30 years to really accept, was loving myself because I had a hard time. I've had like, you know, difficult time figuring out myself. Um, it's to, you know, be guided by what makes you feel good. What, what, you know, when you love somebody and you can be compassionate, you can let down your guard and you can share what you've been through and not feel judged and feel like a part of something bigger than yourself then you you want to embrace that you want to embody that you want to become a part of whatever makes that goodness in yourself and if that tells you to go to christianity because it makes you feel good go for it if it tells you to go to islam and pray for that go for it but uh, ultimately uh if the situation i'd say you lose that goodness and you're in a bad place try to figure out where you're feeling bad and a reference to buddha himself you know he's always smiling when he's in meditation it's because uh if he's feeling bad it's just like you just need to move and if you move a little bit to the left maybe move an inch to the right and it feels good you feel like you just can smile without a problem because it, it, it you've dealt with that problem so to speak so really you know you're listening to your good self or listening to what's good in your own body it's just you know just tweaking things just moving around the the fluctuation of good and bad or just finding that balance in the center if that makes sense again it comes down to that philosophy of me pointing fingers at the moon and the moon itself but uh if i had to fabricate any kind of guidance or uh, a presence to a person and just say follow your teachers follow the fathers or mother figures and just listen to the nature itself in one way or another and you will find it or even better uh, what the buddhists have taught me is listening to yourself be silent sit like a tree be still and let your intuition talk to you and see what comes out of your darkness and man that can be an eye-opening experience in itself brother so hopefully that wasn't too much but yeah it's definitely a, a good question you said that what's a good way to find good in your own self man that's a journey in itself yeah, brother <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show bro and i hope you could guess in mm -hmm. another one and you, i could set you up with another conversation with someone else and that would be an awesome conversation Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that would be yeah. fun that would be fun really for sure man hey dude you take it easy man i'm gonna go eat some lunch and uh, enjoy my day brother you take care so that's the end of it thanks for tuning in guys this is your host elmo Ador jr and thank you for listening in and please subscribe please follow us on facebook Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank